the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The propaganda, which is what I do every day. I rip apart the propaganda. And this leads me to something that is behind the scenes that most people probably wouldn't discuss, but I'm not most people, right? And uh, when someone tells me not to do something, that's pretty much what I'm going to do. So let me give you a little insight to what has been happening with our uh, YouTube issue here. And there's only a few people that go on YouTube to listen to the show where you can, when I'm in Florida, they have a picture. There's supposed to be video down here, but something tells me it's going to be up just in time for YouTube to go after me. So here's, here's the thing that I find upsetting as an American. When I was a kid and we would have relatives come over from Europe, there was a contempt they had for Americans. And we noticed it and we get to talking about the difference in Europeans and Americans and what Europeans never liked about Americans and still don't like is that Americans didn't have to have an approved view of things. They were able to have their own view. That was the American American arrogance that so many Europeans throughout the world and other parts of the world didn't like about Americans. That you didn't have to be a rich man to have your own opinion, and it didn't have to be state-sponsored. What we're living through right now is a state-sponsored opinion. That is the only one you can have. Now, we're lucky because uh, we're part of a company that allows people to have different opinions. And they're few and far between. As, uh, as we get older, we're starting to realize you've only got about a handful left now. And uh, one of the things that I'm most offended with is that early on as the Internet came up, I was a tremendous advocate for the Internet. I saw it for all of its possibilities, and the future of unfettered Americanism. To me, these were young guys who started websites and created opportunities for an expansion of not just business, which arguably it has enhanced the quality of life to who knows how much you can really quantify what the Internet has done for business in general. But there's a downside to it, and the downside to it is these These people who started out as entrepreneurs, as free-minded people, sold out. And they became corporatists. And now they are working as censors for totalitarian fascists throughout the world. And this is something that is going to be very hard to combat. However, it is an opportunity. 
There is an opportunity out there. Now, do I think it can happen easily, and do I think it's going to be, and I know everybody's screaming at their radio, parlor, and all the rest of it. That's not the point. Because what you don't know is that those venues have a different format of, of uh, revenue. What, what has to happen is conservatives and capitalists, I don't even, I hate that word, conservatives, Americans and people steeped in the principles of freedom must go into the Internet business. That is what has to happen. Because what has successfully happened over this last year and a half with the greatest weapon of all fascists, the Fauci flu, the man-invested Fauci flu, what has happened is this has become the absolute and total weapon of the fraudsters. Now, I have pickle-face Fauci admitting as such. And now what happens is the public pays for commercials, and they pay for propaganda to be spewed out in the face of failure. And that's what we're facing right now. Okay? So that is the state-sponsored opinion that you must have when it comes to the Fauci flu. But why is it, what makes you think that before long, it won't be when we're discussing things in the economy? It won't be when we're discussing things as minute as the way in which different states are run. Because if, if, if you're allowing this now, and when I say you, I mean everybody. Everybody knows that what we are inundated with is a state-sponsored, opinion-controlled information system. We don't have a media anymore. If we did... Do you think that the only reason um, Joe Biden should be asked if he's okay is because he sounds a little nasally? What you're living through right now is the destruction of that American arrogance of citizens of all kinds, of all incomes, to afford to have their own opinion. And this is really the sin of what we're living through. It certainly isn't a virus that has a 99.5% survival rate. It certainly isn't corrupt politicians using the virus to put off investigations they're facing or court hearings they're facing. Or, moreover, it isn't even political whores using this as an excuse to pump out trillions of fake money to their friends, the whole time claiming that what you're living through, the failures of those policies in massive inflation, in in job deserts, in opportunity in vacant stores and you know, raising property taxes that have nothing to do with the value in these sewer states. The, the, the real problem is we're losing our right to speak against it. And in there lies the problem. So when I'm going to do the show and we get the, the warning that, hey, whatever you said yesterday was deemed medical misinformation. I probably played a clip. I probably read a headline. Who knows? I probably some, said something that I feel as my opinion. Like, for instance... There's no virus vaccine that exists. There's only the virus. There's no vaccine. It's a feel-good system. More people that get it have, have, have adverse effects that the media doesn't want you to know. So, boom, take it down. Okay, take it down. But it's a, it's a real shame when those people for decades, for half a century, claim to be liberals. All of these fascists of the Fourth Reich. I'm a liberal. Granted, my belief system is in socialism, but I say I'm a liberal, except when it comes to a dissenting opinion. Then they're not a liberal. Then they're a Mussolini fascist. And that's unfortunately what we're living through. However, I want you to hear what Pickleface, the 80-year-old Fauci, who's been very successful in investing in 
all kinds of areas we probably never would have thought of. But Fauci and his wife, I understand she's quite the investment strategist as well. He finally admits, admitted something on, on, on Fox News, and I'm wondering, are they going to pull down Fox News? If you look at the vaccination, we were vaccinated against the original, what we call ancestral or Wuhan strain. So what you got now doesn't work against any of this other stuff then, right? I mean, that's the, what he's saying. I know you've been asked about this in the past, doctor, about uh, what's happening at the border right now. We have about 18 percent of the migrant families here, 20 percent of unaccompanied minors testing positive for uh, the covid. Uh, if you use the figure of 20,000 and that's a, a loose figure, doctor, uh, who have been apprehended, that that could be up to 4000 individuals who have covid. What do we do about that? You know, Neil, I, I don't have an easy answer for that. I mean, obviously. Well, then why did you ship them through different states, particularly states that didn't spew the authorized government opinion? States that were red. Why did you airdrop them into states that were red? So these are all opinions that if you if you just follow the logic of why Internet oligarchs are able to control dissenting opinions, then you can only come to one conclusion. It will not be long before the economic numbers of fraud and failure, the cooked unemployment numbers that you're seeing today, it won't be long before you're not able to speak out against them. And then before you know it, you'll have to be forced into silence as we devolve into a Venezuelan, a European, a Cuban communist nation. There's no other way to put mustard on this thing. This is an absolute outrage. So in the meantime, let's hear from uh, the dimwit in chief. Are you no longer going to shut it down? No, we got to beat it back before we shut it down. Look, it's going to take time worldwide. In order to beat COVID, we have to shut it down worldwide. So you're never getting out of this. This is the new norm. And if you speak out against it for the, for the foreseeable future, you will be silenced. There's no question about, question about it. This winter, we're going to make free at-home tests more available to Americans than ever before. To better detect and control the Delta variant, I made testing more available, affordable, and convenient. I used the Defense Production Act to increase production of rapid tests, including at-home tests. He didn't do any of this. It was the guy before him, but that's all right. When I came into office, none of these tests were on the market. Thanks to our actions and the work of all of you, we now have at least eight at-home testing options. When he was sworn in, 700,000 people a day were receiving the vaccine. The testing that he's speaking of was already in place. He's a bald-faced liar. Will he be taken off YouTube? And prices for those tests are coming down. Lie. But it still isn't good enough in my view. That's why I'm announcing that health insurers must cover the cost of at-home testing. Who is he to make that decision? You know, I'm getting kind of sick of this wannabe fascist demagogue telling me what will happen. I'm getting sick of it when it's particularly in the economy, which I know he's doing exactly the wrong thing. I'm real sick of it when he tells companies what they will do. And I'm real sick of it when he tells me and you and other citizens what they will do. I'm real sick of it. Now, to me... All of this is evidence why this son of a dog should be impeached tonight. So that if you're one of the 150 million Americans with private health insurance, next month your plan will cover at-home tests. 
So get ready for rate increases. See, because what this imbecile of the Democrat mafia never wants to address is when he was the vice president and the original moron, Obama, thought he was helping everyone with Obamacare. What did you do to the quality of everybody's health care? Not to mention the hundreds, if not thousands of hospitals you put out of business and the millions of doctors who no longer practice. What good are you? Yet here you are telling companies what they will do. Why doesn't Fauci pay for it? After all, I think he made a killing since COVID has Title 42 is still operable at the border trying to keep people. Oh, shut up, pickle face. 312-642-5600. New Hampshire, one of the highest vaccinated states. Highest number of COVID cases. Omicron spreading twice as fast as Delta. All through Los Angeles, Philly, Baltimore, Illinois, all Democrat-run totalitarian Marxist states. Where's the lowest? Anybody? Can anybody name the, the state with the lowest cases? Bingo. That's right, Bonnie. Florida. Hmm. What did they do? Exactly the opposite of all of these Democrat mafia-controlled sewers. Exactly the opposite. Is that state-approved? Oh, I bet you it's not. I'll bet you that's not state-approved. Did you know that over 23,500 airmen... Say, no, they're not taking it. Go ahead. Throw me, out of the, throw me out of the military. I dare you. This is the stuff to be proud of. This is the stuff to be proud of. The resistance to a state-sponsored opinion, to state fascism. This is what America used to be. Yet at every front, on every outlet, you're constantly being inundated with how to adopt the mindset of a slave in the face of something that clearly isn't working. Hey, dummies. Germany's on their fourth shot. You're on your what? Second booster? Third booster? What are you going to call it now? Other than what it really is. Failure. Did I say failure? Yes. I think therefore I am. And I could see a con artist a mile away. Can't I, pickle face? People who should not come in into the country. You should be thrown out of the country. You and your cohorts should all be thrown out of the damn country. I'll take the illegals over you any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Tim on the north side. Hey, hey, Sean. Yes. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to sound like a radical here, but I mean, it's clearly obvious that the government is incompetent at taking care of anything. I mean, the Fed, the CDC, the Treasury, you name it. I mean, what can be done? What do you think can be done to just limit this? organizations or entities i mean can we get rid of the fed they're always behind on everything you know same thing with cdc i mean what are we paying all these phds for first of all don't say get rid of the fed my friend because i'm hoping your name is not tim i'm hoping it's roberto i'm hoping you're not on the north side i'm hoping you're far on the south side you do not want to speak against the fed because that is a monopoly on our currency that does not want to be upset so you cannot speak about that if you're going to talk about organizations that are failed and you know don't bring up uh the, the EPA, don't bring up the DEA, don't bring up the FBI, don't bring up these organizations because that too will get you flagged and uh, I don't think that's something you want to go with. However, if you're going to point out the obvious that on every front, wherever they're saying that they have progress, they have failure, whether it be the economy when it comes to the Fed and they're supposed to make things real calm, nothing looks real calm to me, or if it says that the CDC is supposed to be in charge of disease control, 
That doesn't seem to be working too good. So what you're going to have to do, unfortunately, is play a rigged game because the way that this game is set up is that the people in charge can never pay any cost for failure. In fact, the failure that we're experiencing is, a, is an asset to them. This is why you now know Dr. Fauci's name, a name no one should know, a name of an unmitigated failure in virtually everything he's touched. Yet here he is, one of the most powerful people in the country. So what I think you're going to have to do is try to, try to get people involved who want to reestablish the principles of Americanism, where these kind of lies and this kind of bald-faced failure is not tolerated. We used to be a country that did not reward failure. But since roughly the 60s, we seem to be a country that really, really strives to reward failure in every case. So I don't have the answer for you just now other than eliminate yourself from Democrat strongholds and you will feel better. The food tastes better. The air is cleaner. And I think your hair will look thicker as well. But that's just me. Thank you, Tim. Good luck. And that's the reality because what you're hearing from all media everywhere is how great the economy is doing. In fact, I think I've got Biden here saying it too. Every year, December brings the joys of the holiday season Sounds and gives great. us an opportunity to reflect on the year gone by uh-huh. and look ahead and begin to imagine the new year to come. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we follow on the trajectory since this moron usurped the office? This year, we can reflect on an extraordinary bit of progress. Yeah. Our economy is markedly stronger than it was a year ago. It feels stronger. Does it feel stronger to you? In fact, I, I think it's 10 times better. Now, see, this should be taken down from YouTube. This is clearly a lie. This is clearly fraud. This is clearly misinformation, which is my favorite new term for a scumbag. And today, the incredible news that our unemployment rate has fallen to 4.2%. Yeah. Because that's the U3, and you son of a dogs are cooking it like Enron. The uh, change in non-farm payrolls comes in only half the level we anticipated, 210,000. That's a real surprise, and that is going to cause some head-scratching at the Fed. What do we do about that? No, but, but, but Sneezy said everything was good. There is a widening gap between these red states and these blue states. So, Oh, don't think like that, because then you'll point out that these Democrats are not only corrupt, they're not only ugly inside and out, but are absolute and total failures the way they are. At this point in the year, we're looking at the sharpest one-year decline in unemployment ever. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. By the time this idiot's done, people will think he's capable of being a president instead of just some old man who needs his diaper changed. 312-642-5600. I have to tell you, when I hear that the uh, the mafia spreading rumors of what a great economy it is, I always think of Chicago. I remember what it's like when the economy was good in Chicago, and then I know what it's like when you see 40% of the stores boarded up, when it's mayhem in the streets. So I wanted to get on the one decent alderman, as far as I could tell. I think we got one. His name is Ray Lopez. Ray, thanks for joining me. How are you, kid? I'm good. Happy Friday, son. Happy Friday. So listen, I wanted to ask you just a couple of questions. The, 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 the crime, it's almost redundant. We could pretty much go through all of our interviews. It's, it's getting worse every weekend. We're entering another weekend, and your only hope is I hope a blizzard hits. It's the only way people are going to save lives. But when you hear what a thriving economy we have, is that what you see on the streets, Ray? Well, you see a thriving economy on the streets themselves because clearly there's an underground market 
that's benefiting from all the thievery, all of the flash mob looting that's going on in the city of Chicago. But if you are a tax-paying, law-abiding, mom-and-pop business, you are not thriving right now. You are feeling the pain, feeling the financial strain of being overtaxed and underprotected in the city of Chicago right now. Why do you think so many Democrats who are on the street, and I know you, I, I, don't in, I do not include you in this, but so many well-intended Democrats, who at least say they are, are silent when you hear this kind of national BS, and there is no other way to say it, that the economy is good, the employment situation is good, and we're off to the races. Why are so many that are forced to live, reside, and are prisoners in these Democrat-run hellholes? Just, just take it. Why are they so quiet rather than saying, we don't see it? Well, it doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to sell, which is that, you know, these are just property issues, that everything's on the upswing, and that those, key, those catchphrases like transparency and equity are having an impact on our society. The fact is, is that all we are doing is enabling bad behavior, supporting criminality, and really forcing people out of the workforce, which is why our numbers look like they're doing good when it comes to unemployment and other things. But it's more so because people are leaving the market, not necessarily finding the dream jobs that they were hoping for. And I think Democrats in particular have a hard time reconciling the fact that, you know, all the same word salad games that they accused President Trump of, and he played funny, they are now espousing themselves too simply because they are the ones in control. And none of that helps everyday Americans. None of that helps everyday Chicagoans because it's just piling more dung onto the heap without addressing the real issues at the root of our neighborhoods, which is that they are lawless. Our families are running on fumes when it comes to good values. And our schools are teaching nothing except propaganda at the expense of critical thinking. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear you say that. It really is. And uh, I have a clip here of um, a, a, a man that was shot, a young kid, was shot trying to break up an argument between what looked to be a boyfriend and girlfriend. He was shot seven times. The um, shooter got away. His lawyers now, this kid is recovering in the hospital, are trying to get Kim Fox to press charges. They have the guy on video who shot him. What exactly, how bad does somebody have to be before she is removed? We also have a story that broke in BetterGov.org that Kim Fox's ex-trainer is caught up in unending cycle of drug arrests and all kinds of gang activities. At what point do people say, Gee, boy, it's awful suspicious. She seems very reluctant to put away bad guys. Well, I think we're at that point, but the question is when we're there, do we exercise our ability to show our frustration and vote someone out, or do we sit on our hands and complain and moan on the couch without going out to vote the person out of office? We knew all of this before when she ran for reelection. You know, there were candidates who were making the case in the midst of the uh, Jesse Smollett fiasco that she was no good, that she was not paying attention to victims, that she was you know, forgiving the crimes of the present to make up for the sins of the past. We knew all this, but rather than vote, people got mad and just stayed home because they figured that their vote didn't matter. 
Well, when you're sitting on the couch, you're right. Your vote doesn't matter. But when you get into that box, it does. And people need to vote. Because what we have seen is the constant parade of criminals being slapped on the wrist and sent back out to the streets to terrorize even more innocent people because this state's attorney and politicians that support her refuse, underline, bold, whatever you have to do to that word, but absolutely refuse to hold anyone accountable for what they do. And when you question video evidence as being insufficient for bringing charges, as in this case and in many other cases, because you want a live witness as opposed to what would be considered irrefutable technical evidence, then you clearly do not care about victims or justice. You're looking for more and more excuses to find ways not to charge people and to do your damn job. You've got a mass exodus of people of all races that have been happening. It seems to be something that goes unspoken or ignored or just accepted to a certain point. Is that ultimately going to be the, f- the final answer for decent people when you see that money is coming into the state in order to help people trapped in these sewers? And yet the uh, Pritzker goes out and talks about how many airports are going to get millions and millions of dollars even though those airports don't need it because of demand. What exactly is the ultimate end game? I've made my decision. So many other people have made come to the same conclusion. I'm curious to know, somebody like you, who's been on the front line, fighting this, seeing the hypocrisy, living through the corruption, and unable to really do anything against it to motivate people, what is, in your opinion, going to be the ultimate end? Well, I'm not one for voting with my feet because I I believe that my city is worth staying and fighting for. But I understand people's frustration. And look, we are in the midst right now in the city of Chicago of a discussion about the remap and redrawing of our political boundaries and how the 10% decline in African-American population, the black exodus out of Chicago, how that impacts representation And many people are failing to recognize that people are leaving because those same wards that were drawn to allow representation have failed to protect the people that they were designed to house under one roof. When people don't feel protected, when people feel that political leadership don't listen, they leave. And they have been leaving in droves by the tens of thousands every year for the last decade, particularly in the black community. Because nothing has changed. And what I have always challenged the black community, of which I represent a sizable portion in West Englewood, is that if you want better, we must expect better. And the residents have always been willing to meet me up to the challenge to expect better. It has been the political leadership that fails their community every single time, focusing on graft, focusing on nepotism rather than focusing on improving the community and actually building up their neighborhoods, building up their numbers so that we don't have these ridiculous fights as we're going to see play out over the next few months in the city of Chicago. In fact, it appears from the outside that there's more of a fight with politicians and police than there are with politicians and drug-dealing scum and gangbangers all around. A story broke yesterday. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It was in the CWB Chicago. A 31-year police veteran um, resigned, Melvin Roman, um, who yes. this is astonishing as you read this story, he is basically condemning the political atmosphere of being unable 
to protect the people from a law enforcement's view, from a law enforcement position. Well, the, he's accusing, all the way up to Lori Lightfoot, as siding with all of the criminals, and he's never seen anything like yep. it, 31 years on the police department, and he writes a take-this-job-and-shove-it letter that I didn't see on any news report last night. Was it on, and I missed it, or is this no. something that's just going to go quietly uh, unreported? Well, I don't think it's going to go quietly unreported because I know it spreads like wildfire through social media. And where mainstream media fails, social media picks up the slack. And I've seen it everywhere. And I want to just say one thing, that Captain Roman used to be Commander Roman until Lori Lightfoot demoted him um, as her local district commander because he refused to break the law, break the uh, her orders went away from her orders to violate the Constitution and deprive people access to the public way uh, when he was in charge of protecting her house. And he is absolutely correct that from the mayor on down to many of these politicians, as we've seen in cases not only dealing with her, but Adam Toledo, Anthony Alvarez, and all these other gangbangers who are turned into martyrs the moment they're, they're killed, you know, politicians have failed and are only successful in the transformation of putting gangbangers on a pedestal and demonizing our officers. And the sooner that we root those individuals out, the sooner we'll be able to get our city back on track. Ray, I have to tell you, so this is, I'm going to say something that I don't think I've said in the last two and a half years, maybe more. You're my favorite Democrat, kid. You really are. So I want to thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I wish you the best luck in keeping up the good fight. And uh, I think you should make it official and just call yourself an independent. Stop associating with these scoundrels, please. Well, they make it harder and harder, but someone has to show that not all Democrats are crazy. All right. Ray Lopez, thank you very much. I so appreciate it. All right, take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Chicago, Chicago, the once great city, looks like a third world hellhole. It just does. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And what's the answer? To me, the answer is very simple. Enforce the fracking laws. How about you do that, dummy? In an area where it's better to be a criminal than it is a law-abiding citizen, you've got a problem on your hands. I should ask Ray if he could find me some of the Louis Vuitton, you know, on the old black market. I hear it's a thriving business. Wonderful. Let's see, maybe Michael on the south side knows somebody. Michael, looking for one of those purses at 50% off. It's too steep when you go in the store. Uh, I wish I had I wish I had a hookup. Although, i uh, tell you the truth, you'd be surprised what you can find on 87th Street. <laughs> you, might Ryan. Be, you might be right. You might be right. Yes. How about all the shootings, Michael, going on in the expressways no one's talking about? I mean, it's insanity. Oh, I know. I know. And now you heard about what happened today. Uh, two guys standing at the 55th Street red line stop got capped oh. over some bags. Unbelievable. Man. Well, Michael, keep your kids safe and you stay safe. But go ahead. What were you going to say um, about I interrupting no you? Oh, no. Oh, you're good. Uh, we have a problem here in Chicago, uh, especially uh, with Kim Fox. We had a chance to vote her out, and it was the city of Chicago that gave her her winning margin of victory. So, you know, a lot of people, I, I, a lot of people in, here in Chicago have made up their minds. They would rather vote for their own pet political agendas 
whether it's LGBT, civil rights, uh, gay rights, or abortion rights, or, you know, whatever union, whatever plug-in that, union that member. That seems to be the problem right there, because I remember being a kid, and you would see how these, these organized ballot harvesters, is what they call them now, before they were just scoundrels, would would organize and motivate, pay people to, you know, when I was a kid, they'd pay the bums to vote and all the rest of it. I mean, I'll tell you the truth, Michael. I don't think she won legitimately. I have no faith in the integrity of the elect, elect, election system in Chicago specifically. But moreover, I think it's spreading throughout the country. So, you know, Michael, I, I agree with it philosophically, but I do think for her to win like that, and if you look at the districts she really pulled out, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I think it was the old Chicago way. I really do. Oh, I agree. Why, yeah, and that's why, Michael, it's time to put the house up for sale. You come and join me down here, and you're going to love flip-flops. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. We're going to have to call this flip-flop studio. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. That was a great interview with Ray Lopez. I mean, a Democrat? I was like, You know, I didn't no, want to like no, Ray no, Lopez. No. You know, I didn't know much yeah, about him. Yeah, I didn't him. either. I didn't know much about him. Bunny, he's a friend of Bunny's. And Bunny said, no, 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 you're going to like him. He's not like any other Democrat. And when you listen to him talk, he's not like right. any other Democrat. And if Democrats no, were like Ray Lopez, now I'm not suggesting that Ray and I agree on the nuances of Keynesianism. That's not what I'm suggesting. But if Democrats right. were in that vein, the old American Kennedy Democrats, you could at right. least have a discussion because they come from the same place of truly wanting a better society rather than a controlled society. Today's Democrat doesn't want a better society. They want a manipulated, controlled, quiet, and dependent society. And that is the Absolutely. same. That is why they adopt that Sovietism that promises this utopia they can never deliver. And on every aspect, no matter what it is, whether it's economic, whether it's health care, whether it's poverty, whether it's education, no matter what it is, they're painting you these broad pictures. And when you point out the corruption... And the failure in the middle, they ignore you. And that's why I'm telling you right now, I wanted to say to Ray, Ray, you don't have to leave the Democrat Party. They left you. And it's time you right. recognize that. And what we need to do is purge the word Democrat part or the phrase Democrat from our system because it's a corrupt party. And to me, there's no yep. saving it. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm willing to hear arguments about the same thing with the Republican Party because I don't think yeah. we were ever meant to have a two party system. I think this is something where if you can't pass a constitution test, you can't vote. How's that for a poll tax? Can you imagine Love if it. we made people understand what exactly your government in America can do and what it can't do? You'd solve all the problems. Of course, you'd have the lowest vo voter turnout in history, as I think only 10% of society can do it. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate the call. Now, how long before food for the poor will have to be on the south side of Chicago? Anybody notice the similarities between these third world hellholes? and the Democrat Mafia. God knows I do. I'll be back, but we're going to go to the news, and then I'm going to take your calls. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I was uh, reviewing material for the show today. There is, um, what's going on in, in Australia is unbelievable. 
they are putting people in internment camps, for lack of a better phrase. They call them COVID camps. In Germany, they're putting people in camps who refuse to be vaccinated. Around the country here, you're seeing an iron fist of failures in Democrat governors that are threatening all kinds of restrictions and doubling down on stupid. J.B. Pritzker is the perfect example of that. He's going to continue to do this because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and he wants to appear as if he has control of something. He has control of nothing. Ironically, I would love to know if the old lady is uh, destroying the east coast of Florida as we speak. But I saw something on... uh, on Fox last night, I wanted you to see. And developing tonight, a growing number of cases of the Omicron variant detected in Omicron. the U.S. New York announcing just a few hours ago they have at least five confirmed Omicron cases. Officials Omicron. there saying some of those cases appear to be from community spread. The first Midwest case of the Omicron COVID variant was reported today in Minneapolis. The man had recently traveled to New York City for a convention. Now anyone who was there is being urged to get tested. Colorado also announcing an Omicron patient who had recently traveled to South Africa. In each case, the patients experienced mild symptoms. The variant has been reported in 23 countries across the world. The White House and state leaders saying it's only a matter of time before it reaches here in Illinois. Natalie Baumke joining us now with more on how they say they'll protect Americans against the new variant and a surge also in Delta cases. Natalie. Is there is there anybody out there that thinks that they can protect you? This is really interesting to me. 312-642-5600. Does anyone think the government can protect you from a virus? Let's take a poll. Well, see, it's hard because we don't let Democrats listen. So we're not going to get a lot of morons. I'm curious to know why people think the government that cannot run the richest economy in history of the world, a government that needs to constantly spend more than it takes in, why a government that has a drug enforcement agency, yet the drug problem is bigger now than it's ever been in the history of drugs. What is it that they do? That The health and human services, uh, how's that working out for you? Is there anybody left that thinks the government can stop a virus, in particular, a government led by a dementia patient? Illinois, our masks will not be coming off anytime soon, and there are new travel rules for international flyers. Today, I'm back to announce our action plan to battle COVID-19 this winter. Speaking from the National Institute of Health, President Joe Biden issuing a new mandate. Beginning next week, all international travelers coming into the U.S. must test negative for the virus one day before departure. What about the hundreds of thousands that are running across the border? You have no idea what you're doing. The government, since my first show when filling in, This is something I've been astonished with my whole life. There is no government. It's just people. There's no entity of success. They're just people. And by the way, our so-called government is filled with the biggest failures, the most corrupt, and the absolute dumbest. The absolute dumbest. And nothing represents that more than the dimwit. Are you no longer going to shut it down? No, we got to beat it back before we shut it down. Look, it's going to take time worldwide. In order to beat COVID, we have to shut it down worldwide. That 
should send that shiver up your spine that Democrats used to get every time Obama said hello. That's what that should do to you. Because these idiots are going to have you all locked up. What was that, what was that phrase you used to do? All back in chains? <laughs> that was never more applicable. Tom in Mokina. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, I gave you a cigar at the, uh, the Freedom Summit. Hope you enjoyed it because I'm not much of an, an aficionado. I just uh, I bought Tom, it. Tom, I've and, smoked uh, a lot of good cigars. I smoked a lot of good cigars in my life. But do you know which cigars are always my favorite? The ones I get for free. So I'm going to tell you right now, I loved it. Go ahead. Well, that's, that's excellent. <laughs> Second, uh, you know, my dad had COVID. And he goes to Rush Hospital because, you know, he's, he's on uh, the government pays for his medical care. And he asked his doctor if he could get, like, an antibody test to see if, you know, he was still immune. And Oh, Tom and Mokina, the NSA I'm... blocked your phone. I'm sorry we lost you, Tom. I apologize. Patrick and Schomburg, you have an excellent point. Patrick, how are you? You know, government is never going to fix anything or solve anything. I don't. I think it's ten years ago or seven years ago. Obama put Biden in charge of curing cancer. It was at a State of the Union address. I think it was ten years ago. It's crazy. They can't do that because every, we're human. We get sick and we die. It's no one's going to stop. And you know, Patrick, what our enemy is? All of us. Our enemy, our one common enemy, rich or poor, man or woman, transgendering, you name it. What is our one common enemy? Time. Help me. <laughs> time is our enemy. And to take time out of your existence, your allotted time here on this planet, and to devote it to these political whores and pimps, you have to be a moron. You literally have yeah. to. If you're sitting there listening to this nonsense that spews from this pay-to-play scumbag, that Joe Biden and the rest of them all, throw them all in there. I don't care who's saying it, a Republican or a Democrat. To look at them run around like blind mice, set one set of rules for us, and they live by in a completely other. It's preposterous to me that there are still people that take this seriously. When what we should be doing as a nation, as a people, is celebrating the fact that this virus has a survival rate of 99.5, yet I never hear it. I never hear it. Right now, I've got a brother-in-law who I love to death. Even when, I, when, I, when I'm arguing with him, I love him to death. He's got it. His wife's got it. His three nieces, my, my three nieces, his three daughters, all have it. Now, is my wife not supposed to babysit for him? Is she not supposed to go see him? What are we supposed to do? Treat them like they're lepers? That's what these idiots would have you believe. And there are people out there right now that are insisting that people who have an opinion of the, of, uh, uh, of the, of the so-called vaccine and the rest of it, should be quarantined, they should be... I've never seen anything like it, and I'll tell you the truth, I didn't think it could happen in this country. I really am astonished. Steve in Wheeling. Hey, Sean, love you, man. Thank you, Steve, um, love you, you know, right this, back. I'm, I'm a cron. I'm a cron, you gotta say it like, listen, you gotta say it like like it's um, War of the Worlds with Orson Welles. You gotta say, I'm a cron. Go ahead. <laughs> Right, anyway, it's uh, very mild symptoms for everybody in this country who has it. But that second vaccine put me in the emergency room. So Steve, I don't understand what, what they're talking about. My father-in-law, same thing. I was with a guy today, a guy I just met, an older man. Now, he's all vaccined up. He had his booster. He said he was in the house for three days. He, was, he thought he was going to die. I mean... This is so not thought out, and the word games we're playing with these people. If we were a country of integrity, the people who are in charge of it would say, I don't like what we're seeing with this. We're going to halt 
all of the nonsense we're putting into your body. We're going to review exactly what it does. Not to mention, you've put it in 170, 180 million people, and we don't know what it's going to be like in five years. You want to believe this is just going to go away? I'm going to wash it out of my system like it was a shot of Chavez? doesn't work like that, kid. Thank you very much, Steve. No. I'm glad you pulled I'm glad you pulled through, brother. I really am. Thank you. Thank you. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna stop a respiratory virus. That's why it's ridiculous. You'll never stop the vectors, they can go to animals. It's not going away. That's why the problem here is uh, is the compliance. You, you what's gonna happen eventually is they're gonna keep pushing. It's like any schoolyard bully, they're gonna keep pushing. But uh, one thing I don't, what will they get out of this in the end, Sean? What's the end game here? Total control. To me, it's very simple. Total control. And you're seeing it now. They have managed to knuckle under the guys among us, billionaires, entrepreneurs that never needed government, and they are cowering in their boots because the government now can righteously take away their businesses. And they, in essence, are becoming the censors of the state. That's how I started the show. It's mind-boggling. When you think about the guys who built Google, when you think about the guys who, who uh, built even Twitter, let's say, and I don't like them and all the rest of it, when you think about the cowboys that they were in the beginning and the loyal Fourth Reich members that they are today, willing to enforce what the government says is rule and not rule, that's when you know, brother, you better go to high ground and at least work on your tan. Thank you very much. Uh, what happened to Mario? He hung up. 312-642-5600. I'll take all of your calls when I get back. Megan, David, Susan, and the rest. Hang on. We'll be back after this. Yeah, I got to find that girl from Australia. They took her away in a van because she, she tested positive for COVID. Go get your government test. Did you also know that in the airport, you, you're going to have to take rapid tests very, very soon. This is going to be the next scam. And it's going to cost you 250 to get the results so you could catch your flight. What a great scam this is. Mike, Will County. Hey, Sean, it's Mike. I'm a Marine veteran, and it really bothered me when you said that they're taking people away in Australia and internment camps. The only thing I can tell you, it'll be a cold day in hell before someone comes into my house and takes a family member away. Mike, there is a story right now. There's over 25,000 Marines and other military that refuse to, to bend knee. And I'll tell you what, yep. I'm, I'm proud of them. And I'm proud of you. And I want to thank you for calling. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you very much. Or for that matter, my wife, my kids. I will not let that happen. I don't know who else is going to. David in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, real quick point. I got COVID one week ago. I'm already up and lifting furniture today. Yeah, you sound uh, right. It's probably did, about did it make 10%. you funnier? Uh, no, it didn't make me as funny as I normally am. Oh, sure. All right. Well, at least now you got an excuse. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think there are, I know a couple of Democrats personally, unfortunately, and I think they have it in their head. I had to explain to them that this is here indefinitely, that animals get it. Deer were found with COVID. So if there's any Democrats listening, uh, deer get the virus. Are you going to vaccinate all deer in order to eradicate the virus from the planet? Because well, you're I'm, talk- not, I'm not sure if you mean, there's all kinds of COVIDs, and that's the one you get in venison. But uh, maybe the deer will want to know exactly where this particular COVID-19 came from. Because in the meantime of all of this turmoil, I don't hear Americans 
wanting to know and demanding to know exactly where did it come from and should we be talking about the email scandal linked directly to Pickleface Fauci? See, that's what I want to talk about. I really do. Because the idea that this was an invested, possibly, invested, possibly created man-made virus that shut down the world and forever changed the future for kids and generations yet yet unborn, I think I want to know who did it. And I want to know why. And I certainly am not going to take advice from that son of a dog. Susan, West Chicago. Hi. I think that if if nobody saw George Carlin's skit called Fear of Germs, you ought to watch it because I'll tell you what, if we would have listened to him, we'd be done with all this BS by now. Well, you'd also be done with the global warming, if you remember George Carlin was, was, saw the, the stupidity in <laughs> yeah. that. And as I say this to you, Susan, right now, Hawaii has issued a snowstorm warning in, lower, <laughs> in the lower mountains that they only have done throughout history about seven times. You see, our weather isn't any different than it's ever been, these stupid morons. Thank you very much, Susan. Megan Orland Park. Sean, Omicron is ominous. Yes, yes, it is ominous. It is, and you can say it, and it sounds a lot scarier, doesn't it? We we had a bad connection. I could barely hear you, Megan. Are you speaking into the microphone? uh, I am now. Can you hear me? A little better. Go ahead. Okay, so Omicron is ominous. It sounds yeah. scarier. Um, anyhow, my fam, my family's all vaccinated, and we all got COVID at the same time. Really? Actually, my son was not vaccinated. He got it a little worse than us. But, Care- um, yeah, I mean, Careful, Megan. You're going to get me taken off of it. YouTube and all the other social sites that are run by the Fourth Reich enforcers. Thank you, Megan, for the call. And this is why you must be leery of an organization, of any organization, that doesn't want you to have the information of things from people who seem to be vac- vaccination-resistant. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe we could work that in. Maybe that's how you do it. I'm vaccination-resistant. Oh, I like it. See, let's play word salad with Marxists. We'll do that and more when we get back after this. <laughs> this has to be a joke, right? Chicago Public Schools abolish... Sex-specific bathrooms? Oh, that should go famously. That's what CPS school needs. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. It's going to be great. It really is. And then uh, in between the break, I was was reading a uh, news that McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, says he's going to leave it to Democrats to keep Lauren, how do you say her name, Bobert, in in check. Well, Lauren Bobert is a congresswoman. From Colorado, why does the why does anybody keep her in check? You know, this might be the problem with the whole damn system: is that the representatives in a representative republic really are not free to represent their constituents. They can't do what they were put in there to do because they have to be part of this cartel of politicians. And maybe if they could think for themselves, there's no way you could get hundreds of them to support the bankrupting of America or to support the the fascistic rule over their constituents. Maybe if they could think for themselves, even if you didn't like them, but they didn't have to step in line or someone's idea of line, maybe then we could fix things. But until then, get ready for all kinds of nonsense. David, Buffalo Grove. 
Yeah. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Sean? Yes. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, you just asked a little bit ago about why isn't anybody asking about uh, where the, the virus came from. Yes. Have you ever heard of a Dr. Charles Lieber? I have to confess he's, I have not. He's a, prof- well, he's a professor from Harvard worked in virology. He was arrested on the 28th of January, 2020. He was working with China. It's a U.S.gov site, too. You can just type his name up, Dr. Charles Lieber, Harvard arrested. It pops up, and it explains everything. There were also two Chinese nationals caught at Boston Airport with files of biological material. So he, he accepted money from NIH. He helped develop the two labs in Wuhan. So I would think this would be the guy that they should be questioning in Congress, you know. So earlier today, earlier today, Rand Paul said he has come to the conclusion that Fauci should be arrested. This is what Rand Paul says. He says he's gone through the emails. You see, the congressmen and the senators have a different version of the emails than what are released to the to the public. Their information is not as redacted or redacted at all in some cases. So they're 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 yeah. seeing the emails and how how damning they are. Yet there is only but a handful of politicians that are interested in this. And I have said for the exactly. longest time, when the autopsy of the destruction of America, the American way is done in 100 years, they will come to the conclusion that it was the year 2020 that broke the American spirit, that broke the American way of life. And unfortunately, it will be, it will be Donald Trump who bears the rap for that, rather than the following fascism and incompetence of the Biden administration. And it's really worked out. If you look at it from that perspective and you pull back just a little bit and you look at it, it's been very, very successful. In fact, I think it's been more successful than even they themselves. And when I say they, I mean the collectivists that want to have a country that is run from the top down, where they have nationalized every aspect of our our existence, which they have at this point. It's worse in blue states than red states, but it's there. And uh, they will come to the conclusion that this virus was the greatest asset to the fascists, the corrupt oligarchs around the world. It just will. Because no one talks about the other things that are going on. Yeah, what the uh, cy- uh, cyber cash, you know, cyber currency and uh, your little yeah. vaccination passport, you're not going to be able to get money. Unless, well, know, and then notice how, they're, notice how they're using these bills in America. The, both the infrastructure and the reconciliation bills to hide in there different regulations and taxation and preventing normal people from going into cyber currency. I don't know if people are talking about this, but they've stuffed it in both an infrastructure bill and in the reconciliation bill because the government doesn't okay. like the idea you have an option other than the dollar. And this is something that's been fascinating, Dave. Thank you so much for the call. But to think when you hear these people talk against cyber currency. Do you notice how the number one thing they say is, well, it's used to pay off foreign um, um, internet terrorists who seize websites. They can only they only want to be paid in Bitcoin. So they want to eliminate Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin because we're, it's only used for cyber crimes as opposed to the dollar. How much skullduggery is used with the dollar? When you go buy your hair on on a corner, is it Bitcoin you use or the dollar? So I love how they are able to contort and twist reality so that morons mimic them and say, yeah, we got to get rid of it. After all, it's, it, it's bad for cyber crimes. Are you an absolute idiot? If that's the case, then let's get rid of the dollar. What do you say about that? How much evil is done with the dollar? But, of course, that evil now is government-sponsored, 
After all, you can buy your drugs, you can do your gambling, you can do everything now from the government. So they're all in on that crime, but on the other one, they frown on it. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Yes. Sean, what do we do with the... So everybody isn't this stupid. These people out there are just protecting what they have, and they're like, the hell with what happens to the country. It's like, I got mine, and I'll wear my mask as long as you leave me alone. And there's a... An old movie from the 70s, early 80s called Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, yeah. Great. And, uh, what are you calling me from, uh, from the Board of Trade? Yeah. What kind of phone are you on? What kind of phone are you on? What? Is my phone tapped again? Yeah, it's tapped again. You're just like you're talking to me through a tomato can, and it's beeping every, every oh, minute God. or so. All right. Yeah. Tell that the NSA nice, I man. said their wives are, have big ankles. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Tony in Portage, Indiana. His wife has small ankles. Hi, Tony. Hey. Hey, Sean. McCarthy, uh, that loser, cannot even keep 13 traders in check when they voted for that House bill to send it to the Senate mm-hmm. with the other 19 traders there. Exactly. And, and, and here's the other thing. To a certain extent, I don't know if you were watching, Tony, but even some of the Republicans that did the pretend vote against it. See, because when they vote on these things, they already know if they're going to pass. Even the Republicans that did the pretend vote against it, they are, we're all excited about the money that will pour into their district because they, too, can pay off their campaign contributors in the light of day, and it looks like business as usual. So to me, it's one of those rigged games like this, like the city of Chicago, like the old, the old voting in Cicero, Illinois. It's the rigged game. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Was I not supposed to say that? Oh, well, maybe they'll take me down. Dan in Glen Allen. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hey. I wondered if anybody has made the connection between the uh, fairly aggressive actions of the government in Australia and the disarming of the population, which I think happened. They had a mandatory buyback program, I think, in like 2012 or 2013. Ten. Uh, that's exactly thanks. right. That's exactly right. They had they, First they disarmed them, and now they're putting their daughters in camps. And, 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 and do you know what's funny, Dan? When people who were for the people having the right to not only bear arms, but to speak against their government, warned of a time in the future that the government would then be able to put you in camps. They were scoffed at in the same fashion as people were who warned against Obamacare, leading to a collapse in quality of health care. So do you, you're starting to see a trend here, Dan? And in the, in the meantime, if you speak like this, you know what that makes you? A right-wing nut. A conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theorist and all the rest of the slander rather than facing the fact we are living in America in the year 2021 when the citizen has never been more susceptible to abuse by his government. And that is the one thing nobody wants to talk about. But did you know there is a new Omicron variant? I'm just curious to know, what do you think the next one's going to be named? Uh, Let's go Klingon. Period? Let's stick... Let's stick. Let's stick. Oh, I like that. All right, very good. Good, good call. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it. But how could you ever discount how beautiful it is to be called the Omicron? People of Earth, I am Lur of the planet Omicron Percy I eight. Is this thing? Uh, my Monroe's Park ears heard something else. I know it's probably not what I heard, but I like it the way I heard it. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. What did you hear? Walk along the 
Is that the 90s? It might be the 90s. I don't know. Is that the 80s? Oh, God. I had such a great time. I, I, I feel bad, Bunny. You were too young. Although, it was due to this music, you were probably conceived. Much better time. Much better times. There was no such thing as, as, as unisex bathrooms, except in Europe. And we made fun of them then. Now, they're everywhere. It's the new norm. In fact, it's the new norm to be disgusted on many levels here in America, as we have adopted the European philosophy of top-down life, where the corrupt government, and you know they're, they're corrupt, they're in charge of everything. But how does it start? It starts by stripping away those fundamental principles that make you an American. So as I heard Pippi Lystocking today answer a question, I kept thinking, boy, if you follow this train of thought downfield, this could lead to bad things. Just one more on um, the shooting in Michigan. I'm wondering if the, you have any update on whether or not the president has had any contact with state or local leaders or families impacted by it. And then Now, why didn't they do the shooting on the south side of Chicago when the woman who was all by herself, all by herself, after going money out of the bank, was approached by gangbanging scum in order to, if she was lucky, rob her and carjack her. Luckily, she had her sidearm where she pulled it out and shot at those scum. I don't think she hit any, but still, it's good enough. They don't want to talk about that at the White House and Pippi Lystocking because it doesn't fit their agenda that turns you into an Australian. Secondly, gun control is obviously something that he's talked quite a bit about. There is no, uh, he nominated someone for the ATF, that nomination yeah. has been pulled. Do, should we expect someone else to be nominated for that the role or any more of a focus from the president um, on gun control given what happened this week? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, gun, gun safety is something that has been... That's important. It's now gun safety. It's not gun control anymore. And if you look at the way in which they've advanced the power for so-called red flag laws, think about what we are experiencing now when people like me and others speak out openly against the vaccine. Well, that's not approved speech. Does that now trigger a red flag? After all, he's speaking against the state-approved opinion. I mean, this is what I like to do. Just think things out from where they could lead, from the point of the fascist seed that is the Democrat Party itself. The Democrat Party is the fascist seed where the Fourth Reich has spawned. And this is what we live through. And it gets me to, to look at these places around the world. And I mean it. To them, it's normal. It's normal to have a government that has the power to seize your opinion, to seize your life. It's normal to deal with a government that is beyond reproach, even though it is open and notorious corrupt. Hunter Biden gets a 30-carat diamond. Boy, that seems to be a problem. What the hell does that crackhead need with a 30-carat diamond? Just to give it to some stripper? Or is it one of those Middle Eastern payoffs to the prince? That's what I say it is. That's what I say it is. But is Pippi Lystocking asked about that today? No. Because she was set up by the propagandists pretending to be media. A core issue uh, for the president for decades. Um, as you know, and you've heard me say, you know, nobody really knows decades, decades, decades. You know what Joe Biden used to like to do with guns? He used to like to give them to the Taliban. You know, the ones that he just enriched by giving them a country. Joe Biden, and Charlie Wilson, and the rest of the Democrat morons used to like to give it to back then. They were called freedom fighters. 
Now they're terrorists, but back then they were freedom fighters. Say from here before, um, you know, he led the the effort to pass the assault weapons ban, to get the Brady Bill passed and background checks. And even since he's come into office in April, he announced a set of actions to reduce gun violence, including reining in the proliferation of ghost guns, uh, an issue that uh, ghost guns are something that has really been a rising contributor uh, to uh, violent crime, to crimes out there and to gun violence. Uh, now, that's not a statistic at all. In fact, that's made up. Oh, but it is. It's made up, just like the rest of their excuses for abuse. Uh, better stable, regulating stabilizing braces and encouraging states to adopt red flags through the Justice Department, uh, in issuance of model legislation. And in June, he announced a comprehensive plan to reduce gun crime. The fact You know, it's a funny thing down here. I, uh, I associate with a lot of guys down here. I go to a cigar store on Normal and... It, the guys in the cigar store, for the most part, I'm the youngest by 20 years. Every one of them retired successful. Some of them military, whole career military. Every single one of these old men is armed. They're armed for their own safety. They pose no threat to anybody except someone who would harm them because they're older. It is a, it is a blessing to them. It is an asset to them. Yet in Joe Biden's America, he'll be subjected to the scum kind of like the south side of Chicago. Government is protecting the predators, turning us all into victims. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The government has worked to overthrow the American economy. That's how I see things. In my opinion, the, 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 the American government, originally under the misguidance of George W. Bush, worked to overthrow capitalism because a society built on capitalism is a society that doesn't need its government. A society that's built on socialism and on every other philosophy is a society where the government controls every aspect of life for the citizens. The idea that we are now living through a time when we are allowing the very politicians that destroyed our economy in so many ways to continue down the path that they've gone down, to continue to bankrupt our future, is why I remember when Occupy Wall Street guys came out after 08. And you heard them argue against the corruption, against the government collusion between big banks, and they were right. I said to a friend of mine, we were walking down the street, I was, you know, these kids are right, but they have the wrong solution. That's the position this entire country is in. If you really listen, the far, far left is arguing, ironically, against government corruption against government scandal 
against government waste and abuse. So when Donald Trump was running, there was a crossover between the Bernie Sanders voter and the Donald Trump voter. Because what Donald Trump was able to do was to articulate that as a capitalist, you must stand against corporatism and corruption in government. If you listen to what Donald Trump was saying, was audit the Fed. The military-industrial complex has to be brought in. He believed in a strong government, but not an interventionist foreign policy system. And so did Bernie Sanders. If for one minute we were able to communicate with the people who think themselves to be socialists and communists, the Bernie Sanders people to some extent, and show them that what they're ironically asking for is capitalism and freedom, we could save the country. Every once in a while, Bernie Sanders will give a speech that should come out of the mouths of every Republican congressman and Republican senator and Republican voter. So I want to I play it again for you because I think it is absolutely spot on. It sickens me that it comes from this Moscow misfit. There's no question about it. Bernie Sanders is a communist. But in communism, even if you go back to Das Kapital, written by the evil scum Karl Marx, he was able to articulate the corruption between a corrupt government system and those pretending to be capitalists that corrupt it. That is something we both should, everybody should stand against. But this speech, I, I played it. I, I don't listen to a lot of shows, but I didn't hear it get the right kind of, kind of point of view that it should have gotten. And now today, when you're living in the failure of a quasi-socialist, Democrat, Marxist, mafia-run America, I think it holds a lot of water. Uh, I wanted to tell you briefly why I'm voting against the defense bill, which is $778 billion. Uh, I find now, let's just, 700, let's just break it down. $778 billion, okay? Very strange that many of my colleagues are very worried about the deficit in the national debt when it comes to the needs of working families, the children, the elderly. Uh, the sick, the poor. Oh, my God, we can't afford to do anything. Deficit is so big. National debt is so big. But wait a minute. When it comes to the military industrial complex and the defense bill, $778 billion for one year. And that is $35 billion more than Trump's last budget. 20- now, why does he need $35 billion more than Trump's last budget? After all, he just accepted defeat in Afghanistan. Where is the money going, and why would he possibly need more than when we were keeping forces in Afghanistan? Because th- these questions are not being asked, and they are never being answered. Five billion more than President Biden wanted. Well, that's okay. We'll pass that. Don't worry about the deficit defense bill. Then, on top of that, what is likely to happen is they're going to attach another piece of legislation called the Competitive Act. And that is $250 billion. And in the midst of that, there is $52 billion, $52 billion going to a small number of microchip companies. That's a trillion dollars when you add it together. And he's right. You're going to give $52 billion to microchip companies? 
Who owns them? Does anybody want to guess? Is it Bezos? Is it Microsoft? Who owns them? Is it Gay? Which, 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 which one is it? Who's going to get this money? And why should they get it if microchips are in such demand that we need them? Now, I think we do have a microchip crisis in this country. Very important. We want to produce them in America. But you just don't hand out corporate welfare to a handful of very profitable companies. You make Bingo. Bingo from, from a communist, from a, a Moscow misfit. He's 110% correct. His solution is ridiculous because his solution is he wants government to be in charge of all production and all the rest of it. He's an old-fashioned commie. But his complaints, just like those kids from Occupy Wall Street, are correct. But yet the solution, even from the Republicans, is never to turn it over back to the people, to capitalists. This failure is what they capitalize on. So when you hear numbers being lied about, when you see inflation being denied, this just means they're going to continue down the path that's going to make inflation worse, your wages smaller, and the welfare system more enticing. Year-over-year wage gains were 4.8%. The estimate, that's two-tenths of 1% below expectations. When you've got consumer prices running at a 6.2% clip, that's been one of the biggest problems in this country where uh, real wages or inflation-adjusted wages are falling. So, again, just even with that slight miss, it does speak to uh, many people's wage gains are not keeping up with the inflation that they're facing every day, whether it's uh, filling up their cars or buying groceries at the store. But Joe Biden's got the answer, and it's more welfare. It's more societal manipulation. It's more underwriting in categories that the government wants you to participate in. When the reality is it's just more power we're giving up to the government in the face of their very failure in what we see as so-called job numbers, as actual inflation data, which is cooked, which is underreported. And the answer is, are we going to recognize and repair? Or will the answer be what it has been, to just turn over more and more money and power to the people who deserve it the least? The uh, change in non-farm payrolls comes in only half the level we anticipated, 210,000. Now, from this... They're going to report over and over again how we have a strong economy. You heard Joe Biden discuss it. From this, we are going to hear time in and time again how the Biden plan is working when the reality is the capitalist system is collapsing under the weight of the failure we've allowed these politicians to perpetrate on us. Simply put, America, America is back to work and our jobs recovery is going very strong. Today's historic drop in unemployment rate includes dramatic improvements for workers who have often seen higher wages and higher levels of unemployment. Excuse me, higher levels of unemployment. They are receiving higher wages. And the rate of black and Hispanic unemployment is also dropping sharply. That is a lie. And what they are able to do is to speak this from a podium that is going to regurgitate it rather than do what should be done point out that prior to this moron usurping the most powerful office in the country, our economy was roaring. Prior to the Fauci flu, our economy did not need a government. In fact, if you look at what was happening 
was that American people were realizing they did not need the government to provide anything but freedom and liberty and capitalism. And in the meantime, this usurper, this political whore, this fraud, gets to go out on t national television and lie to the American people without a question. But that's not just jobs that are up. Wages are up, especially for hardworking Americans, often ignored in the past. And past Hourly participants in the labor force are half of what they were under the Trump era job numbers. Recovers. Workers in transportation and warehouses have seen their wages go up approximately 10 percent this year. Workers in hotels and restaurants. That is a bald faced line. And if that were true, we would not be experiencing the very supply chain issues that are crippling our country. The very supply chain issues that they laugh about. Now, I said that yesterday, and then I saw a couple of your stations put on. You found some empty shelves. <laughs> is that funny? Hey, stupid, is that funny? I mean, your lie, it doesn't touch you because, after all, you're the emperor, even though you have no clothes on. He has no idea what it's like for working, actual working people, for small business owners for people who do not want to live on government subsistence. He has no idea what it's like to be an American because he spent 50 years destroying America, and now he's going to finish off the golden years by not only disgracing and stinking up the Oval Office, but destroying the quality of life in this country. 312-642-5600. Hold the line if you're there. I'll take all your calls when I get back. I am going to, Kira, uh, hang on a minute. I want to take Robert's call because he addresses something that I think is very important. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how are you doing again tonight? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm getting very angry here. The question, as we know, Senator Schumer recently was gloating about how the state, all, how the country can now rest assured that cooler heads prevail with the spending and taxing of the money here in the U.S. My question to you and the other audience members is why can't the U.S. government, like the states, have a budget, and that's what they go on instead of shortchanging themselves every couple months? That's because like it would ex a, I, and the reason I took your question, I want to answer it, yeah, because it, it will expose the fraud in the system. The government has never reaped more revenue in the history of the country, but what they don't want the general public to know is that a very, very large portion of what they're calling revenue is actually welfare in return. That is the flaw of Keynesianism and why everyone should fight against it. They are tr pretending that their government-printed spending is a benefit when it what, what it really is is a hindrance on two fronts. You cannot fake it till you make it in a country. You cannot do it. And when your revenue is actually a fraction of the welfare you're pumping into the system, you're bankrupt. And instead of admitting that Ponzi scheme, it can only exist in one way. They have to continue to bury us in future debt because they don't know how to make it stop. It, yep. is, a, it is the reason you avoid Keynesianism. It is the reason Hayek and, and, and notable, notable economists argued vehemently against John Maynard Keynes. It is something that when he, they asked him himself, what would happen? Do you know what his answer was? Who cares? You'll be dead. It wow. is the philosophy of a snake eating its tail, pretending it's a good hunter. It is a loser philosophy, and I don't want to be here when it ends, but it will end. Thank you, Robert, for the call. I appreciate it. 
Kira in Elgin. Okay, Sean, I left the house and I saw a woman in the street with a brown sign. I hadn't seen her before. It said, need clothes for kids and diapers. So I tried to ask her what size clothes, but she didn't speak English. So I just yeah. handed her whatever money I had in my wallet. Then I went to oh. Dollar General and spent $83 for Christmas lights and wrapping. And the poor face I saw on the woman in the aisle with her kids, she knew she couldn't afford the lights because they've gone up three and four times in price. But yet, I'm excited now when I get to put in $48 instead of $50 in my gas tank. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I have to tell you about beggars, though. I have a different philosophy in beggars. Because one thing I've noticed over the last three years, I've never seen beggars with cleaner shoes. And in there lies a problem. So I think to a certain extent, I'm not one for giving money to beggars, especially in a system built on this kind of welfare scheme, when anybody can go get anything they need by simply going to a Social Security office. But I think that you gave it because you're a good person, and it's a wonderful thing. And the thing. kids. And as long the as she's telling the, the truth. And now go back yeah. tomorrow and see if she seems hungover and then beat her with a stick if she is. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We always have the answers for the scam artists and scoundrels. But ironically you're going to see more and more of it because what the Democrat voter, the moron that they are, never seem to learn is that the more Democrats are in power, the lower their quality of life is because the Democrat philosophy of a Keynesianist, socialist, fraud society is a bankrupt hellhole. That's what they do, and it's why they must be ignored. But more importantly, until we start to call them out, until we stop buying this nonsense, it will continue to perpetrate. I've seen their wages go up 13% this year. And thanks to the American Rescue Plan, we've delivered significant tax cuts to families raising children. Tax cuts. It's welfare. And if you're getting by on the $3,600 Joe Biden is getting, giving you for your kid, the odds are you live in a ghetto. The odds are you've accepted that you need the government for your existence. It's going to have to start with character, and it's going to have to take that character to call out this kind of bald face lying by this feeble fascist. And raising wages for middle-class families mean that Americans, on average, have more in their pockets today than they did each, each month since we've been in office. So I'm wondering, do we have, we have Friday Features with me next segment? Is that what's going on? By the way, if you called the show and you want to participate, I'm going to let you call again. Never do that, but we'll do it on Friday. And if I had another segment, which I don't, because this is the fastest radio show in Chicago, I want someone to tell me if they have more money in their pocket and if they got it there without welfare or a handout. Because that's the flaw in Bidenomics. It's a failure like the founder of it, Joe Biden. Now, the only one with more money in their pockets is his crackhead son and the Congress people who have been bribed so they can get more of that money to their so-called constituents or bribers through the welfare of these programs. You got to wake up, got to call it what it is. The Joe Biden scheme is a pay-to-play system of orchestrated government welfare in one form or another. Now, when we get back, Friday features with me. If you called before, I'll still let you participate. I need a good movie. I need a good documentary. 
That'll be after this. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. I can't believe I still have the line open. It's very unusual. If you call before, I'm still going to let you call. 312-642-5600. All right. It's an old movie. But I tell you, I revisited this movie, Still of the Night, with Roy Schneider and Meryl Streep. I'll tell you what. I loved it. And as for a documentary, Pariah, The Lives and Deaths of Sonny Liston. Now, you're going to learn something. I highly, highly recommend that documentary. But now it's your time to tell me, give me a movie and a documentary so that I can enjoy myself. I'm not going to watch men in tight subsidized students run around, then lecture me on the principles of socialism. Or I'm going to stay away from the talking mannequins that refuse to ask these scoundrels, political whores, pertinent questions and instead regurgitate talking points that enriches the state. Nick in Kenosha. Uh, hey, yeah. Um, so, 8-Bit Christmas? Never heard of it. It's actually new this year? Yeah, it's new this year. Uh, it's a, kind of a modern retelling of a Christmas story. Oh, really? And a Christmas story is my favorite movie, like, of all time. Not Christmas movie, like, favorite movie. Oh, really? You shoot your eye out? That yeah. One? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 8-Bit Christmas is going to be, you're telling me that I'm going to enjoy this almost as much as a Christmas story. I, I, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. Not as much, but I enjoyed it. All right, very good, Nick. I appreciate it. How about a documentary? You got one? Yep, Back in Time. Which one is this? It's about. Uh, it's all about Back to the Future. Oh, I think I saw it. It was very interesting. Very much. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate it. Oh, no, really, really fast. Really fast. Season yeah. 10, Episode 9 of The Simpsons. Uh, season 10, very specific. Season 10, Episode 9. You know what else, Nick? I'm going to give you another one. I don't see it up on the board. Okay. But have you seen, do you have Prime TV? Yes. Hannah has a new season, three. I'm only two episodes okay. in it. It's awesome. Okay. All right, check it out, all, all right? right? All right, thank all you. All right, thanks. Thank you. Dave in Orlando, Florida. Hey, Sean. Hey. Got a great movie for you called The Lost Battalion. It's about it? 20 years old and has that kid Ricky Schroeder in it, all yes. grown up. It's about the, one of the American battalions that fought at the end in of World, World War One. It's a great movie. You know, I, I, I turned it on at the cigar store eight, nine months ago, and I had to leave like an idiot. I put it on. I, I started to watch oh. the first five minutes. I'm like, oh, this looks like a good movie. I left. I never saw the rest of it. So I am going oh, to. It's worth watching it. The Lost Battalion. All right. See, this is all good because I'm gonna. Yeah. it's going to be a movie night tonight and then tomorrow night. It's a Get... prime movie, too. You can see it. Although I may go to Miami for dinner tomorrow. Um, How about a documentary? I don't have a documentary, but you know what? I do have more money in my pocket. Ask me why. Why? Because because I found a company in Orlando that will pay me to sign on the bottom line, so they gave me a bonus to sign. They're paying me more money, and they're paying me to move. So, I am, yeah, 2021 rocks. I am so happy for you, Dave. I love that, and your it, quality of life will be great. Let's not try to rub it into oh, our poor compatriots. No, no. Trapped but everybody should curtain. do it. I agree. Dave, you're the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. John in Lincolnwood. John, how are you? Wonderful. Love your show, man. I can't get enough of it. Hey, Thank you. did you ever watch Old Henry? I Not only did I watch it, if I'd have had your phone number, I'd have called you. I loved it. It was phenomenal. Is, what, isn't it like the surprise? Um, 
I mean, people don't even know what I'm talking about when I tell them about it. Everybody loves it. You know, that that, that guy is a great actor. I first saw Isn't him. He? In the, yes, I first saw him. What I can't think of his name. Damn it. Which one? Uh, the, the main actor? Or the, the main actor in it. Or? The one that was in uh, with... Um, Oh God, my mind went blank. I can't think of the guy's name. I'm gonna have to look at it. Look, look it up. But he is fantastic. He also was in a Netflix movie, The Ballot of. Uh... Boy, oh boy, isn't this terrible? I'm, 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 it yeah. must be Friday late at night. But it, it, it yeah. The Ballot of Buster Shrugs. The same actor is in it. It's called The Ballad uh-huh. of Buster Shrugs, and that guy is absolutely and totally fantastic. I'm gonna get his name. He's an ugly son of a gun who you wouldn't think would be a good actor, but he's fantastic. So I want to thank you for giving me that. Do you have another one now? All right. Uh, I haven't watched anything lately. I've been working so hard, so I, not really. Sorry. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to you. Don't worry. You just called for a check-in. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Scott in his car. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good. So uh, two movies. Uh, the movie would be 12 Angry Men. Oh, I the original. Love, I love, yeah. love Henry that Fonda movie. As classic. And then uh, the the documentary would be uh, more of a music documentary called Muscle Shoals. Ooh, um, is it the I'm car I'm pretty guy? sure that when, pardon me? Which, what's Muscle, what is it about? Muscle, Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals is a small town in Arkansas that I'm pretty sure that when my father would go hunting and fishing there, he saw a bunch of hippies running around, and it was actually uh, one of the recording studio meccas outside of New York. Um, uh, Etta James, the Rolling Stones, um, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin, it's phenomenal. phenomenal. Oh, I'm going to watch this thing. All right, good. Oh, I like classic, yeah. Muscle Shoals. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. Scott in his car. Let's go to Dan in Milwaukee. Well, hello, Sean. Hi, Dan. Awesome show. Hi. Thank you. Um, I'm going to recommend Red Notice with uh, Ryan Reynolds and I just Wayne saw Johnson it. I actually liked it, too. I, it was a guilty pleasure. It was ridiculous, and I loved it. And the woman in it is the one that plays Wonder Woman. I can never yes, think of her yes, name, the oh, Israeli. Yeah. She is something. That's it. That's it. She is something to look at for two hours, kid. Big fan. She certainly is. Big fan. And for and for a documentary, Gas Hole. It's uh, it's about all these um. This is a, this is a family show now. Save gas, a bit. Yep. gas Hole. All right. This isn't something I'm going to see politicians in that shouldn't yeah. be, right? Okay, good. All right. Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for the recommendations. Sure. Now we'll go to Duke of Jay. Hello, Sean. How are oh, you? Very good. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, my movie would be uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, Sam Peckinpah movie after the Wild Bunch. Really? I, with, I, Warren, with Warren Oates is in it. I remember the title, and I do not remember the movie. But I, uh, All right, very good. How about a documentary? Well, the documentary would be uh, Hearts of Darkness, uh, a filmmaker's apocalypse by... Uh, the making of Apocalypse Now. Oh, by the way, did you see the new, they, they released the, the revision version of Apocalypse Now? Oh, yeah, I even drove to the city to see the, the Redux. Yeah, yeah, the Redux. It was a little kooky. The Redux, was they did yeah. a lot of stuff that wasn't in it before. It was very interesting. All right, I'm going to watch it. Thank you very much, Duke of J. By the way, what I was talking about was the actor that was also in Oh Brother, We're Out There, Thou. His name is Tim Blake. 
and he stars in this Old Henry. And I will tell you, it is definitely worth watching. It might be the pick of the week. Uh, in the meantime, I will get back to you. I have lines open now, 312-642-5600. Movie, documentary, or tell me another way to avoid the propaganda of the weekend. And I'll take that as well, but that'll be after these messages. Living it up, living it up, oh yeah. Friday night. Living it up, living it up, yes. That's right. And in a society where Omicron is the biggest threat to your life, you're going to need to stay in and watch movies. Not to mention, you're going to want to keep your children away from the propaganda spewed by the Marxist mafia and their cohorts called the media. Terry, hold on one second, hold on, hold on. Terry in LaGrange. John, John, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you, Terry? Good. Uh, I've got two movies. One's one's, uh, uh, about New Zealand. Once Were Warriors. Oh, what's it called? Once Were Warriors. Once Were Warriors. It takes place. Early 90s, I think. It's like up to date, you know, but it's yeah. uh, about a, a drinker. He beats his wife and just the culture in New Zealand. I'm sure she's good. loving. I'm sure the wife is loving yeah. these lockdowns. She's got nowhere to go now. <laughs> she better develop a good defense. I, I, I used to go to Australia quite a bit, and I haven't been there in two years. Terry, how about the people, though? How about the people? They're wonderful people. Wonderful. Oh, women yeah. are beautiful. Yeah. Everybody's nice. And I, I'm telling you, to watch what I saw, we're going to reach out to this mm-hmm. girl next week. I'm going to try to get her on. That they're imprisoning these people because they yeah, either no. have COVID or they, I mean, it's insanity. But go ahead. What do you got? Uh, I got I got the Once for Warriors and the, the Aussie movie with uh, 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 Russell, Russell Crowe. It's called Romper Stomper. He's a, he's a skinhead. In Melbourne during the '60s and early '70s, when they had a lot of migration from Europe, the Greeks and the Italians and yeah, and that stuff, they, they didn't. And like, it's very good too. It's I think it might have even been black and white, but it's all right, Terry. I like, I'm a big Russell Crowe fan. I really do. I know he's a crackpot, yeah. but he's my kind of little known, little known movie by him. Thank you very much. Movie. Plus, Terry, okay. I love a guy. I love a guy that beats a bellman with a phone in a hotel. That's something I've always wanted to do. Thank you, Terry, for the call. I appreciate it. Phil in his car. Hi, Phil. Hello. Hi, Phil. Go ahead, buddy. All right, Phil. We gave her, you gave her, uh, he wanted to do uh, Seven Psychopaths, which is an excellent movie. Phil couldn't get it out in time, but Seven Psychopaths is the way to go. Lee in Hammond. Hey, Sean. Uh, good movie. Charles Martin Smith and Brian Dennehy, Never Cry Wolf. Uh, but Charles Martin Smith plays a naturalist. He's going up to Alaska to study wolves. Brian Denner, he's a bush pilot. And at one point in the movie, he's outfitting to go back in the boondocks to study these wolves. And Brian Denner, he, in a, you know, on a, on a drunken night with him, talks him into taking like 30 cases of beer with him in the backcountry. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? A great movie. I tell you, I love Brian Dennehy. I absolutely yeah. love he Brian Dennehy. He was from Dennehy. Chicago, too, wasn't he? Was he? I know he just died. I think he was. I'll tell you what, what a, what a, what an actor. I really enjoyed him in everything he's in. He's like Roy Schneider to me. I love him That's a in great, everything he's in. It's a great does. movie. I mean, at one point, at one point, the plane's breaking down in midair, and then he breaks out a crescent wrench. Bill Smith to hang on to the controls <laughs> while he pops open the cowl to work on the engine. I got news for you. I'm going to watch this thing. I might, you know, I stay up late at night. I might watch. I'm going to watch a few of them tonight. Uh, what about a documentary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, documentary. It's on. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, the Men Who Killed Kennedy, a British documentary made like 1988. The Men Who Killed Kennedy, 
It, they've got the entire, it's like an eight-hour documentary. It, it, it is really mind-blowing. The witnesses and everybody that come forward. Boy, the government really made out big but after he died, didn't they? They really got everything well, they wanted after he died. Thank you, Lee. I'm sorry. It's a hard break. we got to go for the weekend, but we'll be back Monday. You stay strong. Stay Democrat-free. Except for Ray Lopez. I kind of like him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.